amplified impact for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs turning their gifts into assets. This is a space to open your heart even deeper as you learn how to tune into your mission and connect with your clients, the ones who you dream to serve, and create massive impact in their lives. I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so you can be the leader in your life and your business, one who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside out. You're listening to Amplified Impact, and I'm so excited. We have an interview series, and today we have Nicole. Nicole is going to be sharing with us birth as the catalyst of life. She's a mother. She also is a projector. We have just met in another group of mentoring with one of our coaches, and it's going to be a whole entire vibe of diving into how to create the life, the business of your dreams, doing it your own way. Nicole, thank you for being here. I'll have you introduce yourself because I could never put into words just all that you are. Oh, thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. I'm so excited to talk about this. This is like one of my favorite things in the world is um, birth. Of course, I'm a major birth nerd, uh, but also business and the similarities of like birthing your business and birthing yourself as an entrepreneur. So I'm Nicole um, on social medias and all the places I go by Nicole Joy. Joy is my middle name. So yes, it is one of my names. And me in a nutshell, I'm a mom of three. I have three amazing little people that I get to raise in this world. I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old. Uh, we live in Florida with my husband. We have a dog. Um, yeah, I'm a native Floridian and a corporate real estate dropout. So I was in the corporate finance world for 10 years, living the high life, building the career of my dreams, or so I thought. And then I had this little human and it was like something just activated uh, that I didn't know was there. And that was kind of the end of it, right? As they say, like, or the beginning. So that was one of many rebirths in my life. And I've had three very different um, births or catalysts. And so the first, I had a C-section with my son um, nine years ago, likely unnecessary C-section, that particular one. And then a few years later, I had my second daughter via a vaginal birth in the hospital with an epidural and she was nine pounds plus. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just did that. And everything is still intact. The whole world needs to know about this. And then a few years later, I had my third baby on my bedroom floor on accident in like less than three hours. I had a yoga mat laid out and I just laid on my side and there she was. Um, so it's been a wild ride and each, each birth has kind of cracked open another layer. Um, I got into the birth world after I left my corporate job, because I was just so fascinated by what we are capable of. And it's like this big secret that's now really coming to the surface and more people are learning what's possible for us as you know, when we have babies and what our bodies can do. And so I got into the birth world for a while and pretty quickly realized that a projector at births, not ideal births could be like 
30 hours and I just don't have the energy. Um, I cannot sustain that level of, um, endurance of being at births, even though it's like super cool. So I tried to find ways that I can support the birth industry. So for a while I was helping birth professionals build their business online. And then pretty quickly, I was like, wait, it's not just birth professionals that are seeking out help. So I've just been kind of, you know, following my correctness and course correcting as we go, incorporating some energy healing via a modality that I'm trained in, um, and kind of doing all the things. And that's like high level summary. I was like, we're only five minutes in you guys. This is going to be so epic because there's so many things that I could take away from what you shared. Just like one of them being every birth is different. Um, and how each one of those initiate us in a new way, the unexpected happens. And as someone that went into labor for 30 plus hours at home in the Costa Rican jungle to be emergency to the hospital because he wasn't descending. And so many people are like, oh, and you're going to try to have a vaginal birth after this. And it's like, you know, you're the evidence. And in that it's like, I was able to go through contractions for eight plus hours. I can do anything, right? Like when you see what you're capable of in those moments, it's like the sky is just like the potential that you see when you, when you look up at the stars at night or when you see the sun come out, it's like, we have all of that inside of us. And then the other thing that I really wanted to talk about what you said is like, oh my gosh, you changed and growed and expanded in so many different layers of your business. And I think that that, I work with a lot of multi-passionate women and they're so scared to choose just one, but like, as you and I were talking about, it's like, you just have to start and then who you are and how you show up in your business grows and evolves. Do you want to talk about that a little bit since you do help people start their businesses? Yeah, let's go there first. I love it. So, um, it's so funny. You said just start, right? Because I'm working on this project right now and that's what it's called. It's called, I haven't told anybody yet. So you you guys might be the first to know it's called just start. Um, so if anybody is into human design, you don't have to be super into it. I'll just tell you that I have a three in my uh, profile. So I'm a one three and I learned more about human design in the last year or so that one of the things about being a three line is you try things and giving yourself permission and freedom to never look at things as a failure, but rather um, there have been lessons in each of those tries, each of the testing. And that's something I talk to my clients a lot about. And the advice that I give myself really is like, try it. You have to try it. You'll never know if you don't try. Right. And I tell my kids the same thing when they're doing different activities. And do you tell your kids like, Hey, listen, you're only going to pick up basketball and that's it. You know, that's the end of it. You either like it or there's nothing else for you. Like we don't tell our kids that we say, yeah, try basketball. If you don't like it, let's try something else. You don't like it, try something else. And so why not give yourself that same permission and that same grace and really like love yourself in such a way that you know, that it's never failure. Um, and something that I think is really funny, especially considering I do most of my work these days in sweatpants is that. When I first got started in online business, a kind of joke that I tell my community is like, I started with a fashion blog. I am not a fashionable person necessarily. Like I can pull together an okay outfit, right? But like day to day, I I really light up when I'm in my sweatpants. And so it was comical, but it was like, I was afraid to talk about birth. I was afraid to talk about deep things, but like I'm bringing that up because it wasn't a failure. 
I learned, I'm extracting lessons from it. I learned how to start a website. I learned how to start a social media account, how to write a blog post, how to like connect with other online business owners. Like there were so many lessons I learned that were important for the next phase, the next season, you know, of the journey. So I think that's really helpful to remember that like you are never failing and it may take some time to see what the lessons were, but eventually you'll look back and say, that's why I did that thing. Cause I needed that. I needed the lesson for the next thing. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, it's the stepping stone that's getting to you, getting you to where you're going and you're, you're more ready because you have all of these tools and something that happens, we, and we, we are afraid to invest. Like, you know, you went to corporate. And so I'm curious, like how much time did you spend investing your time, your money, your energy, and your resources to end up walking away from it all. Because even in the online space, we think like, oh, if I invest in this, I have to keep going and that's a waste of money. But what you just pointed out is like, even if you don't stick to this career, this path or this program or this um, niche, if you will, uh, you're going to use that for something else in the future. And it's never like a waste. And I, I bring this up because something that I've been contemplating this year is like, I've invested more in my business than my business earned. And I was like, why does that make me feel like, oh, this isn't logical or maybe I shouldn't. And I want to play it safe. But I'm like, when we go to college, we don't play it safe. And the same way, like when we let our kids like explore like basketball and then volleyball and then soccer, it's not like, oh, well, we're wasting our money. It's like this self-discovery of like investing in who we're becoming and investing in what we're learning. Mm, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like the, one of the ways that's been helpful for me to shift this is when I make investments now, I no longer look at it like a short-term investment. So now I could look back at my corporate career and like what I invested um, there, but also I think in my business, when I make investments, I don't look at, okay, what is this going to earn me this year? I'm making this investment this year. What's it going to earn me this year? I look at it as making this investment this calendar year, what's this going to do for me forever for my business? How is this going to shift something forever? Like doula training is a great example of that because I took doula training. I invested, I don't know, it wasn't that much. It was a few hundred dollars, but it was like three full days. I want to say three full days, which is arguably a bigger investment for a projector mother of two. And I was pregnant at the time. So it was a lot on me. Right. And I didn't have to, during the training, I was like, pretty sure I'm not going to be at births. I just knew, I knew I wasn't going to be at births, but I also knew and trusted that I was there for a reason. And one of the biggest things I took from that training was this confidence in myself that I would be able to birth at home. And I knew I would need, it's like on a, on a very, on a soul level, I knew that I was going to need the knowledge to doula myself because I, I knew I would be alone birthing my third. And ultimately that's what happened. It wasn't the plan. The plan was to go to the midwives. And then in the moment I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not putting pants on. I'm not leaving this house without my doula. And she took a little longer than we expected. And so I needed the stuff that I learned in doula training that didn't necessarily match up dollar for dollar, right? Like it's really hard, I think, and limiting to try to match dollar for dollar your investments to their exact payoff. It's a little limiting, but if you think about the bigger picture, like so much cracks open when you make certain investments that are in your correctness, that it's beyond like, okay, what am I earning back? What's my return on this investment this year? It's beyond that. Yeah. And 
the reason this came up for me this year and I'm like, I'm investing, investing is like, I started looking back at my very first investment. And I was like, one of the things that I learned investing in this course is like, I was tracking every single dollar I made along the way. Like, did I get it back? Did I get it back? And I was like, I found out what a coach was from this program. And it was like, that's my life's work. Like how, what value is, there is no value on it. So that took me three years to discover what that investment was just as like your birth that came through. Like that was a journey later that you're like, oh, that's why I went through this doula training and where I utilize it. And I think we can get in our heads about these investments because of society and conditioning that it's like, you know, if we go to school and one of, one of our mentors talks about like, if you go to school and you spend a hundred thousand dollars, like, and you want to make hundred thousand dollars you have to be a big name something a surgeon a doctor a lawyer and we can start our businesses and change people's lives and make that the first year the second year or to infinity and beyond right yeah and and when it comes to like the corporate the educational investment and preparing for the corporate world and doing the corporate job and investing 10 years in that industry I think one of the things that's helpful to look back on certain investments of time and or money is learning what was not correct for you, right? So like the lesson and all of that was like, this is not correct for me. And it took me a while to get there, which is also kind of in alignment with my human design because the first so many years there's this, I don't know exactly all the language of it, but the first 30 years of my particular design, there's like this something Saturn return around. So it made sense that within that first 30 years of my life, I was still like floundering, trying to figure things out, which I still sometimes feel like, but I'm more, way more in tune with it now. And it was around that age 30 mark that I woke up and I was like, oh, okay, this is not for me. And so the lesson I think sometimes when looking back at the investment is like, oh, I had to take that to learn that that's not correct for me. Yeah. And I, I just, you made me think of something. I'm a one, three, two. It's so funny that you always find your type of people. And we learn, you know, from other projectors that come into our world. And the biggest lesson for me as being able to find out like what's not for me. And that was me going to college and dropping out and being like, nope, college is not for me. And I think sometimes we're like, I need to be certain this is it. And it's like, this is it, but it still might not be it. Um, something that came to mind for me too, is like, this isn't an easy journey, right? Because there's a lot of questioning and a lot of wondering and a lot of like, am I on the right path? Is this meant for me? How did you know? How did you decide like corporate is not for me? So that really was like the catalyst was really what activated, right? So for me, it was like the birth and a death in my life that were like these catalysts that kind of, it literally kind of felt like it shook me awake. Like I can't keep doing this. It doesn't, it doesn't make me happy at all. Like it doesn't bring me any joy. If I'm going to be away from the kids at all, even if I'm working from home, like it better be for something that all the way lights me up. And I really didn't know what was going to be the thing. Um, I, so when I was pregnant with my second, right, this is when things were kind of really shifting. I was pregnant with my second preparing for that first vaginal birth. And it was kind of a mind screw. So I'm preparing for that. And my brother passed away. He was 21 and he was in, he was killed in a motorcycle accident. And the combination of those two so a couple of months later I gave birth and I had the vaginal birth and it was like the combination of his passing and then being able to birth that way. I was like, okay, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, but it's not logging into the computer on Monday morning to do corporate real estate finance. It's not that just because I know it just because I'm decent at it. 
arguably pretty good at it doesn't mean that that's the thing. Like it gives me no fuzzies on my body. And I, I actually, the first way that I knew I asked for confirmation, I asked for a sign, a very, very specific sign and the blatancy of this, like, it it was like screaming at me. And this is still one of the ways I don't even have to ask for the signs anymore, but the universe like knows that that's how they can communicate. It can communicate with me, my guides, my whole divine support team communicates with me through this. And I was getting these signs that were like clear as day because I had promised I'm like, God, please, if I'm supposed I feel like I'm supposed to leave this job, but I'm scared. And if if I'm supposed to leave, I'm going to need to see three camels. I picked a camel for a few reasons, but I was like, I need to see three. And when I tell you within a few days, cause I never see camels in my normal life. I don't have like, at that time I didn't have camels anywhere. And now I've added, I have it somewhere in my desk. I don't know if you can see it, but, um, at the time I didn't have any, and it was just clear as day. And I was like, well, I'm not one to flake on my promises. So I got to quit. <laughs> I have goosebumps and chills all over because the signs are there when we ask for them. And sometimes we do need like that direct message and the signs are there, whether or not we ask for them or not. And sometimes like we need to actually ask for something in particular to fully believe in what that, what I see is this is faith. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes like faith is hard because you can't see it, but then it's like, if you ask for like a sign, you can see it. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning for me, it was really important because that was really when I first started on my spiritual journey and I was like, I need to see the sign. Right. And I think I've reached a point now where I appreciate seeing the signs, but I've reached a point now where I feel like, cause this has been six years and I reached a point now where I'm like, you know, it's no longer, I have to see it to believe it. I believe enough now, and then I'll see it. And so signs just pour in without me asking anymore. And sometimes I've also realized that this was something that happened to me for the first time about a year ago, about a year ago, I really was like looking for a sign for this one particular thing. And I'm like, I really am looking for this sign. And then I realized like, that's it. Like you looking for the sign is the sign. Just the fact that I'm putting energy to trying to find it. Like, where is it? Is it going to show up? Where's the sign that I need to do this? I'm like that. And that's the sign. You don't have to see it after that. So I made the decision and I, you know, pulled the trigger on the the particular thing. And then it was like within about a day or two, it showed up the sign. I was like, nice confirmation. (laughs) There you are. I knew you were coming. Dad, I think when you, when you talk about like this connection to spirituality, I, the entrepreneurship journey, like I couldn't do it without being connected to that inner desire to grow and the signs and like you're on the right path. And what opens us up like into those moments is like not doing right. Like in the flow state, like where, what brings you into those paces of flow? Like, because if we're so busy and we're always in our heads and we're always doing like we miss those signs. And so when you're more spiritual, you're more present, you're more with the breath and not in the head and you're in the body, there's the signs. But for someone that's just getting into the entrepreneurship or someone that's just getting into spirituality, they might not necessarily know those signs so clearly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um 
walking for me, I've tried different things. I've tried journaling, meditation. I enjoy meditation, but I find it a little tricky for me sometimes. I'm not, I should say I'm not consistent with it. I thoroughly enjoy it when I have a good meditation, Um, but I'm not consistent. And I find I can't keep my eyes open during a meditation. I always pass out. And um, that's probably because I have three young children. And so as soon as my body slows down, it's like, put her to sleep. She needs the rest for God's sake. Right. And so that part is tricky for me, but I have found what works really well for me is movement. And so when I'm really trying to get into my flow, I move, I walk, walking is like such an underrated activity. And I get so much inspiration and like things just come to me when I'm out walking. Um, also since I'm self-projected, I think you said you were self-projected, right? So as self-projected, something I've learned about myself is talking. Like I, I really zero in on my truth and receive confirmation of my truths when I'm talking. So sometimes when I'm out for those walks, I have a headphone in to make it look like I'm talking on the phone to somebody, but I'm sometimes just talking to myself because it helps me to feel whatever that connection, right? Like I, I get very zoned in on my truth when I'm talking. Yeah. And everyone can like each person finds their own flow state based on what gets them out of their head into their body. And it, what works for you doesn't work for someone else and vice versa. And I love what you said about practice because it's practice getting into the flow state because when we're in corporate America or we're, when we're in the nine to five, we're meant to not think consciously, you know, we're meant to just be put into a box and not think for ourselves and follow our way to success. And we all know that like that just leads to lack of fulfillment, lack of joy. And I love that your middle name is joy. Like something that like, for me, it's like, follow my joy, follow my bliss, follow my passion. And the moment that I get bored or I get burnt out, I'm like, okay, I need to explore and do something new. And what would you say to someone that's like, I don't know if I want to make that shift. I'm not sure if I'm ready. Like, how do I know that this is, this path is for me? Like, is it ask for a sign? Is it meditate more? Like, what do you give those people that are like, Nicole, what should I do? Is this for me? just start because there's layers of starting. And I think clarity, I heard this a long time ago from somebody that clarity comes with action. And so we can hem and haw and be afraid to make any changes and just live in that space forever. Or we can say like, okay, I'm just going to give it a go. I'm just going to start. And I've learned that when I just get in and start doing something with no clue of what I'm doing sometimes, I figure things out while I'm building. And it doesn't mean you have to like up and leave your job today. Like I call this. So for my clients who are not yet ready to leave their corporate or their nine to five, this is what I call like a bridge job. You can keep your bridge job as long as you need to until your passion is your financial foundation and is supporting you financially and can replace your bridge job. But for right now, it's like, it's acting as a bridge to get you from here to there. And so what can you do while keeping the bridge job to test and to try things and see what feels good and tune into like your body and how you know what feels correct for you or not. So my understanding of like most of the population is generators, right? So they have this um, sacral response. I don't have it. So I'm not very firsthand familiar with it, but witnessing other people with it, 70% of the population has this like energetic wiring in their body to know what's correct for them or not. The key is like, we're not really raised to listen to our body's intuition. 
And so learning how to hear it is, I think, an exercise and practice it takes practice. But I think once you learn it, it's always like we envy what others have and we don't. I don't have that. And I'm like, oh, that would be so cool to just know what's correct for you or not. And I think if from the generators that I know who are tuned into that, it's such a cool way to know what's correct for you or not. And you may be afraid. You may be afraid of like, well, what if this doesn't work? What if, what if, what if, what if? But I'm, I don't think you'll ever be fearless. Um, just just start with the fear, you know, just do it with a little bit of fear and start in such a way that if you need to keep the bridge job, do that and test, be open and just look at it as like testing. It's not success or failure. It's like, let's just test this. And then we'll course correct, test something else, course correct. Yeah. And that's something that I talk about a lot too, is like clarity and confidence comes from action and everything in life is a practice, whatever it is that you're doing, it's practicing, becoming more confident, it's practicing, getting clear. And as you're taking the steps, like you were saying earlier, you find what's not for you as you find what's for you. And both of them are so valuable. And this time that we have in this lifetime, it's like, the longer you wait, the less, you know, and the closer that you get to knowing is when you act upon it and you just move forward and keep moving yourself forward. And something that I've really been reflecting on in my life right now is like, I didn't plan how I got here. I just kept acting and following that passion and that desire. And, and since birth intuition has opened up for me so much. And I think it was there before. And now there's just like this, I feel the rain. I know when this is going to happen. And it's like, oh, I already knew that was going to happen. And it's like tapping into that like mother instinct, I guess you could call it, but it's just me listening to it and then moving upon it. And I'm sure you can relate to like tying this back to birth too. And the intuition that you learned, like going through three different labors and, and knowing what you needed along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like societal, yeah, societally, we, it's like, we approve of and accept mother's intuition. And anything before that, or when you're not a mother, it's like, it's becoming more widely acceptable, but it's kind of like, everybody knows mother's intuition. So for me, it felt like, well, it was there, but perhaps I didn't give myself permission to remember it fully until I felt like it was safe societally to be like, yes, I have mother's intuition because everybody's on board with that. And it feels safe to talk about because before, like, it may not feel safe to talk about it because generally people are like, okay, you know, I shouldn't say generally, but some of the population, much of the population might still be like, well, that's interesting. You know, a lot of the population still lives in that. I got to see it to believe it place, you know? They, they want the hard, cold evidence. And it's interesting, like how many people can put their faith into, into God, but like not that faith into themselves. And for me personally, believing it's, it's one in the same, you know, it's where we came from. It's where we go. And the more that we do tap into our own power and our own inner knowing, it's like the signs, as you were saying, they just, they come, you don't even have to ask for them. I get flooded. I feel like my guides communicate with me via social media. I can open a social media app and it's like, oftentimes it's through animals. I get, I have like uh, animal signs and I started it asking for the camel sign, right? And maybe the universe was like, okay, so she communicates via animals. And so maybe that's it. And so I will often get, I, there was um, a series. Oh, this is really funny. So I was going through a massive rebirth last at the end of last summer. And there was like this whole snake theme. This, this snake was in my house 
in my house and I'm not like, I don't do snakes in real life. I'm not a huge snake fan. I was home alone. The kids had just left for school with my husband and I was like, what do I do? Do I leave it here and hope that it's a good little snake and doesn't move until he gets back? Well, that's not going to work. And so, um, I had about a 30 minute standoff until I finally got him out of the house. But then I was like flooded with snakes, like every single time. Cause I told God, and I was like, listen, okay, I can do snake signs if that's what we're doing. And I'm going to read up on that. You know, I got very familiar with what it meant. And I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm here for this transformation. I'm here for the rebirth. I'm here for all of it, but please no more in real life, only pictures, only videos, only like though. I don't want to touch them. I don't want to see them in my real life. And so I, it's been a little over a year and it's like an ongoing joke on my Instagram stories that I constantly am sharing snake stuff because it continues. They follow me. There was a whole series of bees, like a whole situation with bees connecting. I felt like with me bringing me messages, there's been like various animals. So yeah, one of the ways my guides connect with me is through social media. I will open Instagram. And the first thing I see is exactly right this week. It's owls. So this week I'm getting a series of owls in my feed, which I never see owls anywhere ever. And then all of a sudden this week, there've been three in 24 hours. I'm like, this is how they're getting to me. And it's fine. I, I love it actually. Like it's, it's very cool. Oh, I love it. And I, what I think of is like, sometimes it can be animals. It can be a plant. It can be a phrase. It can be all these things, but to visualize the animals and see them keep coming into your life. And then, you know, you get to go and look up their meanings and what it is that like, you know, God is trying to say and express to you. And so good. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I wanted to bring up of you being a mom of three, we're going to detour just a little bit because you know, you're doing it all. Like you have the successful business, you're helping your clients and you have three kids. Like, how do you have the time and freedom? I bring this up because yesterday I was like talking to my coach and I'm like, I have so much time and so much space. And like, should I be doing more? You know? And I was like, why am I looking for a problem? Like it gets to be this easy, but it's so funny that we can bring the past and, you know, the hustle culture into our lives that like do more to make more the do more to get more success. And I know for you, like having three, I'm like, I definitely want one more, maybe two more. And so being able to see these other examples of mompreneurs, like having it all, can you speak to that a little bit? Of course. So I think there's this like, there's this belief in balance. And I definitely like part of me agrees with it. The other part of me is like, I feel so imbalanced sometimes, you know, because it is a lot, it's a juggling act. And I, I heard this um, analogy one time about a year ago, I forget who it originally came from, but it's like, you're juggling all these balls and knowing which balls are glass and which balls are like plastic. So which balls can I drop and which can't be dropped? So like priority, like a mother. So I prioritize like a mother. And when I look at all my stuff, I'm like, what's glass, what's plastic. And so the glass stays and the plastic, I get to it when I get to it, it drops. Right. And so like, I have certain things that are like, this is priority. This is priority. And when it comes to, I think it's helpful too, to look at your core values and what your priority core values are. Right. And so like building a business around my life was a high priority for me. And later I realized, oh yeah, I'm a projector. This makes sense. Cause that full-time nine to five thing was, it was killing me so much so that I thought the first time I had a child and I had maternity leave, I thought I cannot wait for this break. I thought it was going to be a break. I'm like, I get three months, not full pay. I get only a few weeks of partial pay. I don't even care. I just, I've never had a break. 
ever. I've always gone full speed. I don't take summers off. I never took, I was so conditioned to like pump, 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 work, work, work my tail off. And so when I brought my first son home, I, as much as it was work, I really had convinced myself that I was on a break and that's warped. Like it's so warped. Right. And the older they get, well, I started the business when they were pretty little and I knew early on that, um, I have to build it with my lifestyle in mind, because if I'm not happy with the way I'm running my life and living my day-to-day stuff, none of it is going to be worth it. I'm not willing to build a business to the, at the expense of like being present with the kids and being present. Like my kids are in school. We choose to go to, you know, to, to a school. And so when they're at school, I have certain times of day that are blocked off. Like this is priority. This is priority. Everything else will get done when it gets done. And that's one of the saving graces for me. And also I don't work as much as people sometimes think, because I do have a lot of stuff. I've built a lot of assets in the business. I have an online platform. I have a lot of passive um, digital products and things like that. And that's perfect for my design because then I'm not live doing as much as you might see like a generator, you know, a generator might be teaching live classes all the time, every day and calls and calls and calls. I can't do that. It depletes me. And so I have to prioritize and only do take on so much during those hours. And this is something I've been forcing myself to do more so in the past year is requiring downtime for myself. I have to create downtime Um, or I feel like I'm going to crumble. Yeah. I love the analogy of plastic ball and glass. It's so clear, right? Because like as a mother, a new mom, my son's eight months old as of yesterday. I'm like, the house is never going to be clean. The dishes will never always be done. Like, unless I have my nanny here every single day, which we don't, but like, there's always going to be things to do in business. Like I used to work all day long and then I got burnt out and I'm a projector. And I was like, there has to be another way. Like this can't be. And then I found out my human design. And then I realized I was craving something because it wasn't sustainable for the way that I was built. And so being able to connect to your core values and your human design is so, so helpful. So if you're listening and you've never like looked up your human design, go look it up as it relates to your business. And you might find that the reason you've been questioning your strategy or your route in business is because it's not designed to work with the way in which you're designed. And there's so many different strategies and you can find the right one for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even generators who are the majority of the population, if they're not in their correctness, they're being depleted. So like they have the energy to work a lot more and do the things, but if they're not in their correctness, then they're just as depleted as anybody else. So if you're a generator and you're like, well, I'm a generator, I'm supposed to be working a lot. Yeah, but you won't, it won't feel like you're working a lot when you're in your, in your zone, which is also actually how it feels for me sometimes. Cause sometimes when I feel my juices flow and I get something going and I feel this creative wave coming, I'm like, clear the calendar, clear the schedule, call everybody. All the plastic balls are dropping. I have a creative wave to ride. And I jump in and like, and I zoom through something like the project I'm working on right now has come together so quickly because I have the creative energy right now for it, to support it and bring it to life. It's not always like that for me. It's, you know, hit or miss. Sometimes I'm not in that wave, that creative wave. Um, And that helps too. When I look at my calendar, it's like, I can try to force like, okay, next week on Wednesday morning at 830, I'm going to write a chapter of a book that doesn't work well for me. For me, I wake up on Wednesday morning and I have some space on the calendar and I'm like, I can't write today. It's not there. I'm going to do something else. 
maybe I have a client call or maybe something else. Or if I wake up in the morning, I'm actually notorious for rescheduling nail appointments. As long as it's within, as long as it's not upsetting anybody and it's within a reasonable window. If I wake up in the morning and I have a nail appointment, but I get a major creative burst, I'm like, call it off. I want to sit here and get this all out while it's in me. Um, and that's actually like one of my life hacks and really like a business efficiency hack. Cause I think as a projector, when I'm, and as a mother of three balancing all the things, efficiencies are key for me. It has to be done efficiently. And I can always find more efficient ways to do it. And I feel like it's a hack that allows me to get a lot more done than maybe your average person, not to say there's anything wrong with the way they're doing it, but like, I tend to get a lot done because of how I create efficiencies. Yeah. You, you using your time wisely in a way of like, what is my energy telling me right now? Instead of just like putting yourself in like in another box, like I'm going to follow the schedule. And I've been the same way. I'm like, I can't pre-batch content. I base and teach based on where I'm at in my life right now. And today this happened yesterday. I want to talk about what happened yesterday right now. And I couldn't have planned that at the beginning of the month. So I think just finding, you know, what really works for you and your flow and that, that expression that you used, I've been talking about a lot is like, let your life lead your business. I think for projectors, that's super helpful, but in general, right? Like we're doing this for the freedom in our lives and what it is that we get to create based on what it is we're feeling and going through at the moment. And, you know, as a mother, like we have to call things off the babe's sick. We need to do something different. And in the same way, our own energies as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, Nicole, I think we could talk forever. I'm so excited that we had this connection here. And I just want to ask you one last question before we go. And what does that mean to you to amplify your impact? Oh, what does it mean for me to amplify my impact? The first thing, especially if anybody listening is like, that's frightening, is working on healing the parts of you that feel like it's not safe to be seen in a bigger way, right? So amplifying your impact is about allowing yourself to be seen and recognized, particularly if you're a projector, being recognized is very important part of how you are wired. And so I do think there's some deconditioning that's helpful and some healing that's helpful to realize that like, okay, I'm a whole entire adult, perhaps living in a safe part of the world where it is actually safe to be seen because there are also parts of the world where right now, maybe it's not so safe, you know, but if you're living in a part of the world where it is doing that work so that you allow yourself to come out of hiding to show up, to hold your light up, kind of like that lighthouse vibe and guide and be there and show and hold the light for your community. Also, while zooming out and thinking about the legacy impact you're building, right? Because amplifying to me feels like part of it is turning up the dial, but part of it is also knowing the big picture. And like, if you've ever seen and gone to like, for example, I did a meditation and I saw like my big picture vision. And when you get that, and when you know what's coming, what your legacy is going to be like, all these other little bumps in the road, they just don't mean anything because you know, what's coming. The example I'll share with you as like a last thing is, um, I'm not a I'm not an organized religion person per se. If you are, that's okay. Whoever is, is totally okay. 
Um, I have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with lots of divine entities and such, um, but I don't necessarily fit into organized religion, but I did go to church a couple of times. And one time I went to church and the pastor had those amazing story that he shared. He was a major football fan. Football games are on Sunday, American football. So during church, so he records the games. So he gets home from church one Sunday and turns on the TV so he can turn on the game that he missed. And when he turned it on, it was at the part at the end of the game that showed him the final score. And he was like, you know, kind of frustrated. And then, but he watched the game anyway, because he loves his team and he wants to watch the game. But the beautiful thing was like, anytime he thought his team might drop the ball or fumble or this or, or that, he's like, I know the final score. It doesn't really matter. Right. So like he was able to ride those emotional waves differently. And I think business is like that. Motherhood's like that. Life in general is like that. Like when you know the final score and you know what you're here to do, you know, your legacy, all the other stuff is just, you ride it different. Oh my goodness. That's such a beautiful analogy. When you know the end result, it's like, you can hold yourself in the valleys. You can ride back up to the top of the mountain and that's what it is in, in entrepreneurship and life or it's all the same and motherhood. I, I love motherhood being such a, an, a reflection of business. I get to watch it happen so quickly. And I know, you know, for having three watching how differently it can be with each child, but yeah, that's such a beautiful looking at the end result, looking at where it is you're going and know that it's inevitable. If you keep going, the, the end result is going to be the same. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a really um, helpful, that story, like forever lives with me and anything I think about any moment that I'm having a rough time where I'm like, is this working? And then I remember the big picture and the final score. And I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. It'll work, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to come back to this, this story again and again, because I know sometimes we get caught up in the downs. We get caught up in the like, it's not always going uphill, you know, entrepreneurship is going up and down and left and right. And if you know the end score, that's always going to stick with me. And I think that it's always going to be, I don't know how I want to say it. It's like a marriage. I like to relate it to a marriage, right? Like if you know you're with this person forever and there's a moment, like maybe that moment lasts a year six months, three months, three weeks, you know that this is your person. You know that you're both committed to doing the work and this is going to be something that you create forever. It's easier to deal with in the moment and ride that next wave. And so this was a beautiful way to end for anyone that's just starting your journey. If you're in the middle of your journey, if you're at the top of the journey, you know the ups and downs, the lefts and rights. So thank you so much for being here, Nicole. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This is welcome. awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll put your show notes, uh, your um, social, your socials in the show notes, and um, I'll have you on again. Thank you, Nicole. Awesome. You're welcome. Have a great day.